Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Lana Fan, co-founder and CEO of Human AI, a generative AI platform for life sciences. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Andrea Pozzetta, who is the Chief Data Officer at Epson. Welcome. Thank you so much, Lana. It's great to be here. Before we start asking the questions and getting your insights, would you let us know your background and how you, you got here? Absolutely. Um, so I've, I've been uh, working with data for over 25 years. I started my career in healthcare, working for large payer. Um, I've worked for three payers, large payers, um, in the informatics setting, in building data warehouses, finding that single version of truth. Um, and then uh, went into a bit of consulting with some data companies like IQVIA and then um, ventured into pharma. So I've been in the contrast media area, vaccine area, oncology, rare disease, primary care, institutional care, and um, worked with some amazing people throughout that process. Um, and it's it's really my, my passion. I fell in love with data very early on in my career and I continue to love it. Uh, and I love, um, you know, really helping patients out there get the drugs that they need. That is such a unique experience. I actually worked with kind of all the stakeholders within the healthcare system. Uh, <laughs> that's wonderful. Yes. Really great pleasure, right? Not only speaking with a CDO from a major biotech company like Ipsen, and, um, and, and also a woman. <laughs> so really, as a female founder, I want to give a shout out to this. Um, let's get started. Excellent. So um, as you know, right, you're probably in the, in the thick of this is with artificial intelligence, particularly generative AI, is really kind of impacting the pharmaceutical industry. And I'd love to kind of get your take on, you know, do you think this is going to accelerate to bring life-saving drugs to market and how so? Absolutely. So um, it's very exciting, very exciting times now. Um, I think in general, I, I look at Jenna AI as it will accelerate bringing, you know, the right medicines to the right patients at a rate we just haven't seen before. Um, and to me personally, another step in the right direction, getting closer to precision medicine right, where we will have treatments that will work best for a particular patient for their specific disease. That's great. That's great. So um, where do you see kind of this, you know, this entire value chain, right, from like drug discovery, right, uh, early development and clinical trial all the way to the kind of approval post-market, where do you see generative AI or AI in general would add most value? Yeah, I, I mean, I see it across the entire continuum. Um, some specific examples that I see, you know, the acceleration of drug development of new medicines um, are one, enabling companies to really sort through a massive amounts of data, unstructured and structured data to suggest new potential drug candidates. A process that typically takes years uh, can be reduced to months and maybe even sooner, right? Uh, Gen AI will streamline trials through faster protocol designs, development, um, Gen AI will really enable the leveraging of real-world data to test safety, efficacy, reducing the time and cost of clinical trials. We see digital twins as more of a reality uh, with the massive amounts of data to leverage and to better understand how a potential treatment will address a disease. And then another example, if we think of manufacturing, you know, Gen AI, Gen AI can really predict batch process quality, right? So get us more closer to a golden batch um, I just see overall, you know, we can reduce the time and the cost of bringing new drugs to market. 
Right. And hopefully, um, you know, as our cost goes down, maybe we can lower some of the drug prices as well. Right. Yes, that's that's the hope. Okay, great. So uh, my next question is, you know, as leader of a major biotech company, how do you stay informed of the ahead of the rapid innovation, right? This is just like everything is accelerated. Yes. Um, you know, I spend time reading on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn gives um, a great uh, mix of, you know, you can follow different groups, certainly AI is huge, right? So following certain groups, I also follow certain data groups as well. Um, I really enjoy the Data Chief podcast. Um, it's one of my favorite things to listen to. Um, you know, CDO Magazine, more recently I started uh, reviewing the articles there. And then just following Gen AI happenings um, from within and outside of life sciences. I think when we, you know, see what's happening outside of life sciences, we can potentially see new applications, of course, compliant, very regulated space, right? But how can we be more innovative um, in this space? And really, it's good to get a bunch of different examples and seeing what people are doing today. Oh, that's great. I, I'm so glad you brought up like learning from other domains, right? To see use cases where we can adapt. That's such a unique insight. So kind of looking inward a little bit at a general level, right? You know, um, I worked at pharma company before, right? Now we're facing with the employee. Like, you know, we we talk to our customers. A lot of them are like af afraid, like, am I going to be replaced, right? So I mean, how do you see from a CDO perspective, company agnostic, right? To see that the entire industry, how do you see like we like upskill? How do we see we kind of ease that fear? Yeah, I mean, I look at, you know, people in the data and, and now tech space, right? So we have tech coming very closely connected with data. I think before it was a little bit of a, a disconnect there and we, we didn't have as much tech in the data space. I'm happy to see tech and data getting married. I also see opportunities for employees, you know, in this space where they want to get into this space to really dive in and learn, right? I think, um, you know, we know data is the main ingredient for Gen AI. Right? And without good, clean data, without a, a thorough understanding of the different types of data available to work with, you know, within the life science industry and even without uh, or outside of the life science industry, we need people who really understand data. They understand what good tech means for, you know, proper homes for data, I'll call it, um, ensuring that we have the highest quality data sets to feed into the models, interoperability, you know, self-service tools, sandbox environment for innovation, uh, data catalogs for literacy, really appropriate AI tools. So I see them as plugging into this, right? But it all starts with a really good foundation and, a, and very clean data. And then we wrap this enabling data governance model around all of this to ensure that, you know, we're, we're complying, we're following the rules and we're doing the right thing um, with these different models and their outputs. I think as, um, you know, as a people manager, we need to look and make sure that we're giving our, our teams the proper skill set, the opportunities to learn and grow, um, and that they have the knowledge and the base to really be successful in this new space of Gen AI. Um, and we really need to provide our employees autonomy to be able to really compliantly experiment in the Gen AI space, um, and then certainly ensure that our teams are ready and that they have those foundations to succeed in this space. I love it that you brought up the uh, the sort of the freedom piece, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, you see some on the news that sometimes, you know, um, 
like companies have like across the board the kind of um, prohibition, if you will, right on on GPT, ChatGPT. Then employees are still using the AI tools in secret and trying to automate some of the work they do. Yes, yes, and you see, you know, I would like to see a nice governance model around the use of AI, encourage it, but have those kind of guardrails in place. And they, in my opinion, should be from the CEO level, you know, all the way throughout the organization, really embedded in the organization. So we accept this, you know, the Gen AI wave, and we're all using it appropriately within our respective industries. That's great. Uh, we're like off a topic just a little bit, right? So I know you're involved in some of the kind of the CDO organizations for life sciences. So from a sort of a professional organization standpoint, how do you see those organizations can also kind of supplement, accelerate what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at innovation as we all need to, you know, reach out and we need to see what's happening within and outside of our industry, really. We need to look at which tools are out there, which companies, this is a really hot area. And I think that innovation means that we look at, you know, different areas, tech companies, um, look in the startup space, look at opportunities to potentially partner, consortiums, things like that to really broaden how we best bring uh, the, the proper drugs um, to market and bring those as, as quickly as possible to our patients. Thank you so much for such an insightful conversation. And um, I'd like to thank you today for joining us. And please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. And also, I'm going to check up on all the references you mentioned and <laughs> podcast. Thank great. you so much, Andrea. Thank you so much, Lana. It was great speaking with you. Likewise.